Your little hood right front makes me sick But after I get sick I just get sad Cause it burns being broke Hearts to be heartbroken And always being both must be a drag She's been calling me again Friends been calling me again And I can't stand all the things That she sticks into her skin Like sharpened ballpoint pens And steel guitar strings She says it hurts But it's worth it Tiny little text And welcome into the Most Accurate Podcast. I'm Anthony Stalter, joined as always by Senior Editor for 444.com, John Paulson. How are we doing, John? I'm doing all right, Anthony. How are you doing today? Doing okay. Unfortunately, I faced Todd Gurley in multiple playoff leagues last week, so I, I'm only fighting for some consolation prizes this week. So my my enthusiasm level uh, is is a little bit down, but at least I can maybe uh, take third place and get, re- recover some dignity. Yeah, I, I, I had Gurley, and I lost my semifinal really? playoff game. Yeah, I was down. I don't know if I talked about this in the pod last week, but in our league, our AQ league, armchair quarterbacks, I was down 100 to 25s going into Sunday because I was facing uh, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, Terry Kill uh, from the Saturday games. And my guys made a huge comeback. I was within 14 with Des Bryant to go, PPR league. And Des Bryant had two for 59. I think we talked about this. Two for 59. Didn't make the comeback. Didn't finish it off. My guys were too exhausted from the comeback (laughs) to uh, finish off the win. So I had Gurley and lost. So I'm in that rare club. Uh, Well, we'll try to help some people out as they get ready for their championship games this week in fantasy football. Before we dive into a lot of the injury news, tell us about the music that brought us in. Yeah, I went down. I don't know if you go down YouTube rabbit holes, Anthony, but I went down one last night. Uh, I was laying in bed, listening to a couple podcasts, and I uh, listened to a couple Hold Steady, the band Hold Steady performances, uh, the live ones they did for Jules Holland. If you uh, like YouTube and the Hold Steady, check that out. Uh, but this track is uh, Your Little Hildred Friend. Um, this is the track that got me into uh, the band. Um, back in, I don't know, 2005, I guess it was. Uh, it's the third track off of their uh, album, Separation Sunday. And uh, if you like it, go on and check out uh, Boys and Girls in America from 2006. Uh, the first two tracks off of that, Stuck Between Stations and Chips Ahoy, are uh, two uh, outstanding back-to-back tracks to start an album uh, with. But uh, Craig Finn's lo- vocals get a lot of attention because he's a big storyteller. His vo- uh, vocals are pretty... Um, Unique, but I really like Tad Kubler's uh, guitar work on this. It's uh, it's really fantastic. Yes, the YouTube the YouTube portal is unbelievable. I mean, it you you go into it on a Friday and then you emerge on like Wednesday. You're like, what what happened to my life here? Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty crazy. All right, let's dive into some of the injury news now. We'll start off with Rex Burkhead. It sounds like he's not going to be ready until the playoffs, so he's most likely out. What are some options for fantasy owners? Well, I think uh, just looking at the uh, Patriots' backfield, um, Deion Lewis is a great start. Uh, the, the matchup against the Bills is fantastic. They're 32nd adjusted fantasy points allowed uh, to running back. So that's just a really outstanding uh, ma- uh, matchup for, for Deion Lewis. But I think Mike Gillisley now will be active. 
Uh, he's been in the doghouse since I think it was a week six fumble um, and really hasn't seen the same type of work that he was seeing uh, to start the season. And he might uh, come in and get eight to 10 carries in a, in a great matchup against the Bills. And if the, if the Patriots jump out to a lead in this one and are up, you know, 20, 30 points in the third or fourth quarter, then they, they could put uh, Deion Lewis on ice and just let uh, Gillisley close the game out with, uh, you know, his big bruising uh, ability between the tackles. Let's, let's talk about two running backs now. They're both dealing with concussions. Tevin Coleman has cleared concussion protocol. He's back for the Falcons. Joe Mixon is back. He also was, has been dealing with a concussion. He's He practiced yesterday, yesterday being Thursday, since we're recording the pod on Friday. Where do you have Coleman and Mixon ranked? And then subsequently, where do you what do you think of Devontae Freeman and Gio Bernard now that Mixon and Coleman are back back in the mix? Yeah, so Freeman goes from being like a top five or seven, top top seven play uh down to fifteen in my standard ranks. Uh you know, Coleman just eats into his workload and uh, this is not, uh, you know, it's a, it was a concussion, so it's not an, uh, an injury that they're going to have to look, work him slowly back into the mix. Uh, so he's at, he's at 30 and then, uh, Coleman is. And then, uh, with Mixon, I have him at 23 now. Uh, Gio Bernard I had in the, in the teens there right around 14, 15. But with Mixon back, he's going to, he has a nice matchup against the, the Lions. They're 26 and just fans points allowed to running backs. Um, I might move him up a little bit, uh, maybe 20, 21, 22, somewhere in there. Um, but the concern with him is, is that Bernard, you know, Gio Bernard is still healthy and ready to go. So he, he's going to eat into the Riddick's touches, or I'm sorry, uh, Mixon's touches a little bit, um, in this game. Now, if, if, if Gio were out, uh, then Mixon would be up in the teens. Yeah, and, and I would caution too. I mean, it, it seems like even when Coleman was healthy, he wasn't factoring much into the, the passing game for the Falcons. And I, I don't know why. I don't know why they continue to insist to see any amount of targets to tight end uh, Austin Hooper when last year they were using Tevin Coleman in the slot a lot. And I drafted him in, in nearly every league because I felt like he was a, a solid RB2 play that was that was going to be available in the sixth, seventh rounds. I wound up getting bit by that, but we'll move on. Let's talk about Damian Williams. He remained limited in practice on Thursday due to a shoulder injury. What's the impact? If Damian Williams is back, what's the impact on Kenyon Drake? Well, if he's out, I, I haven't put him in the rankings yet because he's he's still limited and, and sort of iffy. The, the, the Miami Dolphins play early um, early on Sunday, um, 10 a.m. my time, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so we'll, we should know on Sunday morning what's going on there. Uh, but if he is back, then it's, it's a concern for Drake. Cause you just don't know uh, how, how much they're going to use him relative to what he's been getting the last few weeks. He's been just getting a ton of uh, touches and he's been, he's been great. And this is a really good matchup against the chiefs. 23rd and just a fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, if, if Williams is back, I think Drake will probably move down to 12 or 13, but I still, uh, in in, in uh, standard formats, I still think he's a he's a solid play. They, you would think that they would continue to feed him the ball, but with Williams back, you know, you might see eight to ten fewer touches. Leonard Fournette was a surprise inactive last week, right before the game started. He's dealing with a quad injury, but he's probable to face the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. For Leonard Fournette owners, that might be a little worried. John, can you can you breathe some confidence into the situation? Do you feel like he's he's back? He's fully back. 
I think he's a full go. Uh, I have him at 10. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup. The 49ers, 22nd, just fantasy points allowed to running backs. And, and when he's been healthy, uh, they've really been uh, feeding him the ball. And I think he's, he's going to be fine on uh, to play this week. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't sound like Samaje P. Ryan is fine. He left Thursday's practice with a groin injury. The two backups right now for Washington, and that running back depth chart is completely decimated due to injuries all season long to Chris Thompson and Rob Kelly and now P. Ryan. What are, what's the upside? What's the fantasy upside with guys like Bibbs and Daniels? Yeah, Capri Bibbs and uh, LaShawn Daniels are the, t- the two running backs left standing. Uh, I chuckle. Uh, I saw Matthew Barry. He's a Redskins fan complaining about the, uh, the injuries, uh, to the, to the team, uh, this year. And I'll just say to him, at least Kirk Cousins was healthy the entire season. Uh, hint, hint. Uh, yeah, this is a, um, bad situation. Plus it's a bad matchup against the Broncos. I would avoid these two. There have to be better options out there. Um, but if there aren't, I would go with Bibbs. I guess he was, uh, you know, playing behind, uh, a P Ryan, uh, but we'll see what Piran's able to do on Friday because if he if it was just a, a blip and he's back at practice on Friday, then he, he should be a, a decent start against the Broncos. It's just not a very good matchup. Yeah, uh, John, uh, and regular listeners know this, John obviously is a Packers fan and he's still a little bitter that Aaron Rodgers missed some time, and I don't blame him. I mean, you, you miss a little bit of time, you're Aaron Rodgers, and you go from being a, play, a true playoff contender, at least a wild card contender, to uh, basically being out. Let's talk about Kerwin Williams. He... He, uh, he remained sidelined at Thursday's practice due to a quad injury. He injured his quad in Sunday's loss at Washington. That's why you saw some work for Elijah Penny. What's your prognosis for Williams? And, and then talk to us a little bit about Penny and then DJ Foster. So this is, it's good that we're talking about these two back to back. Uh, and it wasn't even planned, but this is a situation with, with Williams. If he's out, it's actually a good matchup against the Giants. They're, you know, not, they have not been good against uh, running backs this year, and it's actually an interesting uh, play if if uh, Kerwin is out. Uh, the Giants are 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs, and if if uh, he's out, then look at uh, Elijah Penny as the primary ball carrier. I mean, I still think that DJ Foster is going to see most of the catches, but uh, you, you might get uh, 15 to 20 carries out of Penny in, in a game that should be competitive the whole way. This is an interesting situation too, John, because you have Devontae Adams. He's out with a concussion. Um, nasty hit that he took from linebacker Thomas Davis, who has since been suspended one game. So he's out, and the first first play, first play, thought would be, okay, get Jordy, Jordy Nelson in your lineup. However, Brett Hundley's going to start, not Aaron Rodgers, and Brett Hundley seemed to favor Devontae Adams over Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. So with Adams out, do you trust the relationship between Nelson and and or Cobb with Brett Hundley? No, I don't. And I don't really like uh, any of the uh, Packer receivers this week. Uh, if I were to start one, I'd probably start Randall Cobb in the slot. Uh, Nelson's probably going to draw Xavier Rhodes in, in shadow coverage, and that's going to be pretty ugly. Uh, I mean, maybe Geronimo Allison is a decent uh, dart throw. Uh in, in you know maybe as a third receiver there because he's going to play a lot more than he otherwise would. Uh, but I'm pretty much staying away from the the Packer uh, passing game this week. Antonio Brown is going to miss Week 16, probably Week 17 as well with that calf injury. Do you fire up Smith Schuster and Bryant this week? Do you feel like they're they're viable enough in fantasy leagues? Yeah, this is another situation. You have a, a good player that's out, a very good player, one of the best players in the league, out and. Uh, the, the, a great matchup. Uh, so Smith Schuster's facing, 
he's in my top 10. He's my number six standard receiver right now. Uh, the Texans are 32nd in just a fancy points allowed to receivers. Uh, and then I have Martavis Bryant at 17 in standard. Uh, considerably higher than a lot of my uh, rankings uh, peers in the rankings industry. So uh, I'm fairly bullish on Brian. I think this is an opportunity uh, in a great matchup where he, you know, he's hoping to get a new contract. Uh, his his contract expires in 2018. He's had a very up and down year, but he's been coming on a little bit lately. And with, uh, you know, Antonio Brown out, that's 11.5 targets per game. I think if I'm remembering correctly, his, his average targets per game, uh, that's a lot uh, of usage to to divvy up here amongst this uh, receiving core, and the and the great thing about it is that it's such a great matchup against the Texans. Chris Hogan owners um, have to be pulling out their hair. So last week he was surprisingly inactive against the Steelers. Two weeks ago he faced the Dolphins, and you could tell he wasn't right. And then he practiced on a limited basis on Wednesday with that shoulder injury. I would imagine the advice is stay away from Chris Hogan. But do you want to talk about the the how that affects the Patriots skill position players? Yeah, it specifically affects uh, Brandon Cooks and uh, Danny Amendola. So if, if Hogan is in the lineup, Cooks goes from being like a top 10 play to like a, in the teens. Uh, he just hasn't been as productive with Hogan uh, active. And then Amendola, if, if Hogan's active, he goes from, you know, playing 70, 80% of the snaps down to playing 50% of the snaps or so. So, uh, this is an important, uh, inactive to look at, you know, when you're looking at his practice availability on Friday, his participation on Friday, that's, that's important as well. Um, the Patriots play, when do they play? Bills. Uh, they, I think they play early oh, on they Sunday. Early. They play early. Yeah. So the Bills at, uh, New England, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. So we should know Sunday morning what's going on there. You know, I would lean towards him. I don't have him in the rankings right now. I would lean towards Hogan being out and uh, that makes Cooks a really good play. Uh, if if Hogan is in, then Cooks kind of goes down to being a high-end wide receiver too. Deshaun Jackson remains sidelined at practice. He's got a, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He missed most of the game on Monday night against the Falcons. So what, what's your prognosis here? Not prognosis. What What's your projection for guys like Mike Evans and Cameron Brait with Jackson out, and do you think that Chris Godwin might be a dart throw? Yeah, I think he's a dart throw. Uh, I think if if Jackson's out, uh, you know, Mike Evans has been seeing a lot of air yards, uh, you know, in the recent games, and also is due for some regression in terms of catching touchdowns. He just hasn't had the season that we were expecting. I have him at fifteen right now, but if if uh, Jackson's out, I think I'm going to be moving him up into wide receiver one territory, maybe at uh, eleven or twelve. Marquise Lee is out for the Jaguars. In fact, the entire wide receiver position has been decimated due to injuries for Jacksonville. I asked you about Cole and Mickens on Monday. Now that we know that Marquise Lee is out for Sunday, what do you think of Cole and Mickens for Week 16? Where do you have those guys ranked? Well, Mickens is the third receiver. I think uh, Alan Hearns is going to be back. So I would expect it to be Hearns, Westbrook, uh, and Cole. So, you know, I like I like Westbrook and Cole in, uh, in this spot, I have them both ranked in the top 35. Uh, they're not like fantastic plays because you just, DD just had a, he was had a great little run and then he just had a really quiet week last week. So I don't, you know, he's not as trustworthy, trustworthy as he was heading into last week. And then Cole just blew up last week. Uh, probably going to get a lot of the tension of the 49er uh, defense as well. But um, you also have Fournette back. So that changes the, uh, the Jaguar offense to be more run oriented and, you know, maybe the, the passing game isn't going off uh, quite like it did. 
want to talk to you about two tight ends, then we'll get to some sneaky starts. So OJ Howard and Hunter Henry were both placed on IR. You talked a little bit about Cameron Braided. If you have any expanded thoughts on him, great. And then what about Antonio Gates with Hunter Henry on the IR? Well, I think Brait's a really nice play this week. He's he's dealing with a hip injury and a knee injury, and uh, but it looks like he's going to be able to play. So, I, you know, the injuries concern me a little bit, but uh, he should be out there. And with O.J. Howard out, then I would expect Brait's um, uh, usage to go back up to 80%, 90% of the snaps. And, you know, when he plays with Jameis Winston, uh, 26 games over the last two seasons – Braid has 3.7 catches for 45 yards and 0.45, uh, 0.54 touchdowns per game. So those are tight end one numbers. If you, if you have them and you're looking for a tight end to stream, that's, he's a great, great play. Uh, you know, the, the injury uh, is a bit of a concern. Both of those injuries are a bit of a concern, uh, but it's, he's practicing and should play. Uh, as for Antonio Gates, uh, you know, he's been playing 43% of the snaps, I think this season, and that could double, uh, up to 80, 90%. Uh, with with Hunter Henry out, they're going to have to get him out there and and play him. And uh, you know, I wouldn't expect a ninety one hundred yard game from him uh, anymore. But he's still able to to do some damage in the red zone and and maybe catch a touchdown pass or even two. Talk about some sneaky starts now for Week 16. You, you want to keep these in mind not only for maybe your playoff games, but also also DFS. Uh, I, I constantly look at your list, John, to look at look at some 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 cheaper DFS plays so that I can load up at another position. Let's start off with quarterback, and a lot of times you can find great quarterback value if you go a little bit cheaper, uh, depending on the matchup. And Joe Flacco, despite the fact that Flacco has not been a great quarterback all season long, over his last three games or so, he has been he's been pretty good, as you mentioned in your article. Yeah, two hundred seventy five yards and two touchdowns per game in his last three games, all favorable matchups. Uh, and that includes a rushing touchdown against the Browns. He has, um, you know, he faces the Colts. So this is a nice matchup for him. They're 19th in adjusted fantasy uh, points allowed to, uh, to quarterbacks. Uh, they lead the league in yards per attempt allowed, 8.3. And uh, they've given up 257 passing yards allowed per game. So it, this is also Flacco at home, which is different than Flacco on the road. Flacco has averaged 1.47. Uh, touchdowns, passing touchdowns on the at home versus 0.95 on the road over the last three seasons. So everything's lining up here for a pretty good Flacco day. Let's hand out a pair of running backs. Theo Riddick, we'll start off with him. He, now he's dealing with an injury. However, maybe a, a good volume play in a great matchup. Yeah, Riddick has, has his wrist injury, but it looks like he's going to play. And, uh, you know, Amir Abdullah was back last week, but barely played. Uh, it was mainly Riddick and Tian Green, but Riddick has been seeing an expanded rushing role in addition to his pass catching role. He had uh, 10 carries for 29 yards, two touchdowns two weeks ago against the Bucks. Uh, he had eight carries for 49 yards last week against uh, the Bears, and then you know nine catches over the last two weeks for for 76 yards. So he's doing his usual work in the in the receiving game as well. And this is just a fantastic matchup against the, a very very banged up Bengals. Uh, defense without Vontez Perfect. Uh, gotta check his status again, but uh, they're they're just uh, banged up all over the the linebacker core and the secondary. So um, the the running game should be able to get going, and he's also able to to do a lot of damage in the passing game as well. Quiet day for Jonathan Stewart last week against Green Bay, but before that, he was you know he had the one one big performance a couple of weeks ago where I think he scored two or three touchdowns. Do you like him this week? Well, this is a this is a nice matchup. Uh, the the Bucks are thirtieth in just a fantasy points allowed to to running backs, and you know this is not a pretty play. But Stewart has seen eleven uh, 
carries or more in the last eight straight games. So that's uh, that's pretty good uh, baseline usage for you. And he should be able to get the running game going against the Bucs. Uh, they're, they're hurting on the defensive line as well. Let's hand out some wide receivers now. These are sneaky starts for Week 16. Looks like Nelson Aguilar and Nick Foles are developing a nice uh, nice chemistry. Yeah, uh, you know, he's been targeted more than any other uh, receiver uh, by um, by Nick Foles. I think it's 27% of his targets. Uh, yeah, 27% of his 52 pass attempts this year. Uh, so that's 14 targets. He's turned those into 11 catches for 112 yards and touchdown. Uh, he's got a nice matchup uh, uh, against uh, TJ Carey in the slot. And uh, the the Raiders on a whole are 23rd in just a fancy points slot to wide receivers. So this is a, this is a pretty nice play. Let's hand out one more wide receiver and then we'll move on to some tight ends. And I know that a lot of fantasy owners are hurting at the tight end position because it's just been a, a rough position all season long. How about Paul Richardson? I feel like a couple of weeks ago we brought up his name when I, I, I love to watch Seattle games because – not only do I love watching Russell Wilson play, I also drafted him in damn near every league. Um, bad performance last week, of course, right when I needed him, but I digress. Paul Richardson seems like he's developing uh, to be to, to be one of those go-to guys behind Doug Baldwin for Russell Wilson. Yeah, and Russell Wilson now has this uh, – there's a narrative with him uh, not playing well in the rain. That's the new thing with him. He, his, <laughs> his yards per attempt is way down in the rain. Uh, so that's uh, something to keep an eye on going forward. But uh, it reared its ugly head last week. And I think this is a bounce back spot for for the whole passing game here. And, you know, Russell Wilson should have a great game against the, the Cowboys. They're 24th and just a fancy points allowed to wide receivers. So Doug Baldwin, you'd expect to have a good game. But Paul Richardson, I think, is the kind of the sleeper here. He's averaged uh, 6.6 targets per game in the last five weeks. So he's heavily involved. And, and targets from Russell Wilson are, are more valuable than targets from, from a lot of quarterbacks. So, um you know he should have the advantage on some of those outside cornerbacks for the for the uh, for the Cowboys. Couple of tight ends. We'll start off with Jesse James in that matchup against um, the Texans with Antonio Brown out. Do you like Jesse James getting more in the mix? Yeah, this is all hands on deck type play. Uh, he, you know, he J- James has been pretty spotty week to week uh, with his usage, but the, the Texans are particularly bad against tight ends. They're thirty first in just a fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Uh, you know, he, he had some uh, big, big weeks recently He had 10 for 97 on 12 target gets the Ravens in week 14. He had five for 21 on a touchdown on eight targets against the Titans in week 11. Uh, just James did. So, you know, with 11.5 targets, you know, up for grabs, I think James gets two or three of those and maybe can make a play. The other tight end I wanted to ask you about was Ben Watson, a very, very nice matchup against the Colts on Saturday. Yeah, this is a uh, kind of a, a little bit of a dart throw, too, because he had a, a goose egg two weeks ago uh, sandwiched in between a two usable fantasy lines, three for 24, and a touchdown against Detroit. Uh, and then he had the goose egg against Pittsburgh, and then he had uh, four for 71, four and a touchdown against the Browns. And this is another pretty good matchup against the, the Colts, the 23rd just the fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Uh, so, you know, with uh, Jeremy Macklin injured, uh, you know, there's a little bit of an opportunity there for, for someone like Watson to get two or three extra targets as well. And then before we sign off, talk to us a little bit about some defensive streaming options this week for team for owners that constantly stream defenses. Uh, are the Bears a nice matchup against the Browns? Yeah, absolutely. Browns have been uh, one of the best uh, matchups for opposing defenses this year. Uh, so that's, that's a great play and that the Bears are at home as well. So that helps. Uh, the Chiefs defense is playing a little better. They play a lot better at home and they face Jay Cutler and 
Uh, Cutler, you know, turned the ball over a lot last week against the Bills, uh, three interceptions. Uh, he's always a threat for a pick six as well. Patriots at home against the Bills is not a bad play. Um, Tyrod Taylor doesn't throw a lot of picks, but this is a game where uh, if New England jumps up, uh, they're going to have to. You know, Tyrod's going to have to take some chances, and that might result in a sack fumble or an interception return for touchdown, something like that. Uh, I like the Cardinals at home against the Giants, uh, just because the Giants are, have been a nice matchup for opposing defenses this year, and the Cardinals have some talent on that side of the ball. And then finally, uh, the Redskins at home against Denver. The Denver's uh, been a good matchup for for fantasy defenses all year, and, and the Redskins are are decent on that side of the ball as well. John, great stuff as always. Uh, best of luck to you if you're, you're playing in any consolation games this week, and especially to listeners if you're if you got the a championship on the line. Best of luck. Hopefully that uh, some of John's advice and certainly his rankings will help you win one this year. And to all of our listeners, I hope you have a, a happy holiday weekend. And uh, John, always a pleasure to do the podcast with you. Um, and uh, I hope you have a good weekend yourself. Yeah, you too. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody out there. We won't be doing a podcast on Monday, obviously, because it's Christmas, but we will come back next Friday uh, to kind of do a season wrap-up pod and to talk about uh, Week 17 sneaky starts, maybe throw out some DFS plays uh, for those uh, owners that are done with their playoffs but want to maybe win a little bit of extra money at the end of the year. Absolutely. All right. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Happy holidays to you. For John Paulson, I'm Anthony Stalter. We'll see you next Friday on the Most Accurate Podcast. Then, with your little hood rat friend